1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. On day 19 of proceedings, we heard yet again about the close relationship Najib shared with fugitive businessman Joe Lowe. Everything Joe did represented what the former PM wanted. In a short exchange of Italian words, the prosecution's ninth witness, Cheryl Halmy, called Joe Najib's consigliere, typically an advisor to a mafia boss. In return, the lawyer called Cheryl a sopramobili, or a table ornament, implying that he was basically useless as the CEO of 1MDB. A rather full gallery of supporters accompanied Najib at the Kuala Lumpur court this morning. And as they settled in, waiting for proceedings to begin, a police officer reminded them to switch off their mobile phones or risk having them confiscated. Yesterday, a phone rang out in the courtroom which drew the ire of Judge Colin Sequeira, who threatened to ban phones from his court if it happened again. Hence, today's warning. And on that note, Najib's lawyer, Shafi Abdullah, resumed his cross-examination of former 1MDB CEO, Cheryl Halmi. The lawyer brought up a meeting at the Trangano Royal Palace, which took place on May 22, 2009. In his written statement, Cheryl had testified that during this meeting, the Sultan of Trangano had asked him to sign a director's resolution to suspend the issuance of 5 billion ringgit in Islamic bonds. The bonds were to be issued to raise funds for TIA. The witness said that the Sultan had seemed angry and mentioned an unsavory character, but Charles said he wasn't sure whom the Sultan was referring to. After the meeting at the palace, Joe had instructed Charles to immediately make his way to Najib's private residence in Langa Duta, Kuala Lumpur. Najib had told the witness to go ahead with the bonds issuance in spite of the Sultan's orders. He would speak to the Sultan, the former Prime Minister had said. Did you mention the unsavoury character when you were at Najib's house? Shafi asked. No, Sharul answered. So, as far as you are concerned, you don't know if Najib has heard about this unsavoury character, the lawyer prompted. The witness agreed. At this point, a phone rang loudly from the public gallery where Najib's supporters were sitting. A police officer reprimanded its owner, but Judge Sakara decided to let it slide. Next, Shafi brought up a few names who were supposed to sit on TIA's board of advisors. You might have heard of them. They were Louis Vuitton SE Chairman and CEO Bernard Arnault, Mubadala Development Company CEO Khaldun Al-Mubarak, Citic Chairman Chang Zhenming, and Sheikh Hamad Jassim, who was the former Prime Minister of Qatar. Cheryl said it was Joe who had suggested these names, and he seemed to have a personal and direct connection with them. And so letters of appointment were sent out.
Arnaud verbally accepted the appointment, while Chang responded with a letter of acceptance. However, no board meeting was ever held. And the reason for this? Sharo said they just couldn't find the time. In the end, as we know, the Trungganu state backed out of TIA and the federal government of Malaysia moved in to take over as the company's new owner. The Trungganu Palace had agreed to allow TIA to be federalized, but that did not mean its suspicions were allayed. It still wanted to know whether Joe had used the Sultan's name to broker deals without the ruler's consent. Sharo said that Joe told him to expect such questions, but the witness said he no longer remembers what he had told the Sultan about Joe. Didn't you find it wise to try and find out? After all, you were the CEO, Shafi asked. Sharo said he was assured that Joe represented Najib at the time. He was Najib's consigliere, he said, using the Italian term commonly used to describe an advisor for the mafia boss. He got things done for the Prime Minister, the witness added. Then, as a CEO, you are a supramobili, Shafi retorted, a table ornament that has no use. When court resumed after a short break, Najib was nowhere to be found. Irritated, Judge Sakara told Shafi to remind his client that it was not the custom for a court to wait for the accused. The lawyer apologized, and when Najib returned a few minutes later, proceedings resumed. Sharo said that he had suggested that the federalization of TIA be carried out like Petronas. Petronas is Malaysia's oil and gas conglomerate, which is wholly owned by the federal government. Why did you compare it with Petronas? Shafi inquired. Joe had suggested it, Sharo replied. Of course, Shafi said with a touch of sarcasm. As lunchtime approached, the witness asked the judge to be excused for the week. He was feeling down and under the weather. Judge Colin allowed this and the trial will resume on Monday. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. The team behind the Najib Razak 1MDB podcast are Revati Supermaniam, Yapik Kwan and Yvonne Lim. Timothy Acharyam and Beat Hong provided additional reporting. And I'm Patrick Teo. 